Ahoy, and welcome back to the Metal Exchange. Justin and Chris back again for another episode. A little bit of a uh, departure from the normal format this week as we do a recap of 70,000 Tons of Metal 2024. Uh, But before we get into all things metal, how are you, my friend? Uh, Good. A little stressed out. There's a lot going on in my personal life, but um, the timing of this episode is actually really good because I did not really have much time this week to listen to anything, so um, this is good, because I can just kind of sit back and let you uh, take the reins, so to speak, and, um, and you know, I'll chime in as, as needed, but uh, I, the, the floor is yours. Well, I decided to go for my third trip on 70,000 Tons of Metal. Uh, really, really excited to go up until about three, three or four weeks ago, right after the new year, I came down with the flu and I was in bad shape, like bad shape. And I had had, um, I, I don't know. I, I, for whatever reason, when it hit me on a Thursday, I was on my way home from work and I started feeling really off and just like not myself. And basically from Thursday night until, until Sunday evening, I had a fever and I was like in bad shape. I mean, like just not feeling so well. And while the flu symptoms left many weeks ago, I've just had this overwhelming fatigue. And I'm like, this is not good when I have to basically overextend myself on on what I know this cruise to be. But obviously I I left, I flew down last Sunday um, with the boat departing this past Monday. And naturally, as I get on the flight and as I kind of get myself situated in my seat. For the next three hours, I endured babies crying, sneezing, coughing, and I'm saying to myself, I am absolutely going to relapse, and I might not even make it to day two of this thing. Um, So the flight down was not exactly pleasant, but we made it down there. Uh, I went out for a quick bite after, uh, after my flight just because you ever have one of those midday flights where it's like, you depart before lunch and you land like way after lunch. And now you're just starving because you're on like, you know, travel time, if you will. No, because every flight that leaves Rochester leaves at 6 a.m. But I, I appreciate the question. Oh, very good. Very good. Uh, I get down. I, I throw my stuff in the Airbnb that we were in. Uh, and I went down with a group of about not, well, I didn't fly down, but I was meeting up with about 11 or 12 people. We had two different rooms, a big suite on the ship, as well as a secondary room, just because we couldn't fit everyone in the main room. And as people started trickling in, we went to this Colombian restaurant and I had this rather fantastic salmon dish, um, which kind of just set the way, way that I was going to be eating on this thing for the next four days. And I, and my belt's a little bit tighter, but uh, my wallet's a little bit emptier. So I guess it all, it all offsets or what have you. Um, Having been down to Florida now three times in this area, I've never been to South Beach. So I actually decided to take a walk um, with some other folks to South Beach just to see what this is all about. And um, it was interesting because across the street from all these hotels with like the neon lights and, you know, kind of think Scarface or something like that. When you walk across the street, it's just your typical beach, except it's the end of January and it's 83 degrees. So it was rather pleasant. And as a Rochester guy yourself, I'm sure you can appreciate it. it was nice to have a little bit of uh, refrain from the cold weather that we've been getting here in the Northeast. Oh, no doubt. Um, I went to South Beach for the first time uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, the last time 
and first time that I went on any sort of cruise and uh, it was, uh, I think we had gone in like November. So it was a very nice time to take a break from this. Uh, the sun actually came out here yesterday and is out today. Uh, I think that um, somebody said that there hadn't been a, a full day of like a totally blue sky since uh, December 12th here oh, that uh, is up depressing. until yesterday. Yeah. So in case anybody was wondering why I'm moving, that's uh, one of the reasons why. I think you'll enjoy where you go a lot more. But uh, I digress. We we get to South Beach, enjoy the scene, and then we see this You kind of like where we were. If we looked to the left, there was just a horde. And I have no other way to describe it other than just a horde of people wearing black T-shirts. And I had a feeling that this was not your typical South Beach crowd. And and I guess it's what they call the heavy metal, like beach party or whatever. So we swank, st- stopped by there for a hot second before heading back to the Airbnb and just kind of, you know, not, not winding the night down because we wound up going back out a little bit later. But we watched some of the football game and like the NFC championship was on. Watch, watch that. And then there was like this Mexican restaurant right next to our place, which was a block away from South Beach. And we just kind of went there, parked ourselves up there had some food and drinks or whatever, and then kind of called it an early night because our, our intention was to get to the boat as early as possible the next day, just so we weren't waiting around. Um, so I actually slept like a baby. I knew it was my last good night of sleep for a while. So I slept well, woke up refreshed. And then around 1030 or so, we headed over to the boat, which uh, I think we were scheduled to board around 11. So we got there with plenty of time to spare. But unlike years past, what they did this time – oh, I should I should mention I went out for breakfast or whatever just to kind of enjoy the, the, the morning. But I, I got to be honest with you. Um, it was freezing. It was 55 degrees the morning of uh, – the morning that we got on the boat. I said if this is going to be uh, – I don't think I packed enough sweatshirts for, for what that would ultimately be. Um, but on my way back from breakfast, I walked by the guys from Lord of the Lost. Uh, more to come on them later. But ironically, they did look – rather lost in the middle of Miami. So, um, but the performances from them was just absolutely um, phenomenal. I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. But when what, we, what has been, you've now that you've gone three times, yeah. what, is, what has been the general weather, like when once the you're on the ship, like is the weather typically warm this time of year or is it like as nighttime, like you could wear a hoodie, like how, how's... How's the weather situation? I was always curious about that. So it's been random, right? The first year, it was shorts and t-shirts during the day, high 70s, low 80s. And then at night, especially on the pool deck where it's kind of – you're exposed to the elements, um, it does get windy. And I did put a hoodie on one night. But for the most part, it was rather warm. Last year, it was hot the whole time. I had a hoodie with me. I didn't – touch it. I just was in t-shirts and shorts the entire duration of the trip. But this year, being that it was so cold, I had a hoodie on almost every night. And even though I didn't need to put jeans on, it was it was breezy and it was kind of cool, uh, except when we actually got to the destination where it was rather warm. But again, that was during the middle of the day and I wasn't really exposed to the elements at night. But again, in the Dominican Republic, I don't think it gets to like 68 degrees it just it's constantly um above 70 and quite comfortable so it, it it's random my suggestion to anybody that's thinking of going is bring a hoodie maybe bring two but i think you're fine with one um but just it's it's hit or miss whether or not you need to use it 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. It was similar to um, when I went in November, although um, there were some days on the pool deck, like in, you know, the middle of the afternoon where it got quite hot. Um, you know, I don't know if it hit 90, but it might have been pretty close to it, or at least felt that way since we were so close to the equator. Yeah, there you go. It's 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 definitely a warmer sun, but as far as I'm concerned, it, it was a rather cool trip, at least compared to the years past. And even on the pool deck during the day, I mean, I'd be out there in a t-shirt and you were fine, but it was a cool ocean breeze. And if you weren't in the sun, the wind really did make it rather chilly, but I don't mind the cold. So to me, 68 or 70 on a pool deck is a hell of a lot better than what I've been back to here in New York City where it's 30 degrees and freezing. Yeah, so, I would have taken 50 the whole week. Oh, it was, it was, I mean, it was a pleasure. And again, just a nice reprieve from what I'm used to. Um, but as we get as we get to the boat, we kind of made it through security really, really quickly. And in years past, they had you kind of sit in this queue waiting to board. But this year we got to the ship at 11 and got right onto the thing, which was amazing just because the last thing you want to be doing is sitting around when you know you're going to be sitting around the ship. So we get on board right away. We went up to some high deck where we could just kind of park our stuff and just relax. And that's basically what we did until about one o'clock when the room was ready, had a little Johnny Rockets for lunch. And then it was, uh, 
parked our stuff in the room and the shows don't really start until you get into international waters, which is about 5.30 or so that first night. And I, I say that because they're really not allowed to play when they're in port because technically they would then need visas for all the bands. And this is how they get around the visa issue. They just don't play in America or in the waters surrounding America. So smart plan. Um, but then the, 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 the party ensues, like I said, around 5.15, 5.30 or so. Um, but the first couple of bands that were scheduled to play was really nothing that I was like dying to see. Um, and, and I'm not really 100% sure why that was. But the long and the short of it is um, we went right to a steak dinner at like 5.30. The place, the steakhouse opened up, we ate, and then we're getting ready for the bands for the rest of the night. So after um, after a nice well, I shouldn't say that. I, I caught part of Infected Rain, but I only caught two songs and I ultimately just like left to, to go eat or whatever. But the first band that I really kind of wanted to see was Temperance, but I just didn't have a chance to go see them. So I made a point to catch them on the back end instead. Um, and then by did around... You, did you give yourself a like a... I mean, obviously you're not going to follow it to the letter, but did you give yourself kind of like a, a rough schedule of what you really wanted to hit or did you just kind of like figure like if something is good something's good something good is going to be playing at all times so you just kind of look at the schedule see who's playing when and then just go it's a great question i we the schedule got released like i think the day before i took off i think it was saturday two days before the actual performances started so i i i printed it out and i have an app on my phone which basically gives you the running order and all the different events that are going on but if i'm being honest the way I kind of do it is I kind of map it out loosely in my head. Like I want to see this band. I want to see this band, but then I'll look to see if there are other sets, what time they are, because there are bands that go on at five o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I just, if I do this, if I go to that set, it's going to just kill me for the rest of the trip. So if it's a band that I don't have to see every second of every performance, I will kind of look to see when they're playing on the back end. And if it's a set I can catch on the back end, I might be inclined to skip it on the front end if it's not a band like Threshold, who I saw both sets from or, or something like that, which I'll get to. But the long and the short of it is the first band that I wanted to see that I missed was Temperance. and I, I, But I knew that I could catch them on the way back because there was no real conflict there. Makes sense. Yeah. So um, the first just, thing I call- as a as a as a preamble. Um, yeah. How many bands did you see twice? Um, That is a great question. I have to count them up, but I'll kind of just mention them as I go through it because it's just okay. it's a little bit easier that way. Um, okay, so it was it, so it was enough to you know to count a number of. Oh them, yeah, right? and, and to be fair, not did I, I may not have seen every second of the second set, but if I I'll, I'll say this: if I caught more than half the set, I'll count it as seeing them twice. So if a band's playing for an hour and I catch them for thirty-eight minutes or forty minutes, I feel like I caught enough of it that I can say I saw the set. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the first band that I actually got to sit down and see or stand up and see was the Halo Effect, who we had saw at Prog Power just a couple of months ago. Um, and I got to be honest, I thought I saw them twice, and I thought they, they were even better on the cruise. The first set was good, but the second set was phenomenal. And I'll get there in a little bit. But I watched I watched the Halo Effect in the big the big theater, which is as you know from being on the ship, it's almost like Prog Power, where it's like this. This theater in the round, but it probably holds, I don't know, close to 1500 people or so. I mean, it's a pretty big venue, um, but the Halo effect just tore the place up. And I was really impressed by by that show. And then I went to go. Is it that same kind of thing where there's standing room on the floor and then just seats 
all like horseshoe all, all all the way around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's and there's also the balcony area where you can just sit up there if you want like a different vantage point. But I thought they put on a really good show. And then I went to go see War Kings, which is the uh, singer from Serenity and his side project. And I don't know if you're familiar with with those albums. Have you have you heard any of that War Kings stuff? I feel like you. Oh like yeah, it. every 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 album I've uh, gotten so far, it's good stuff. It's um a little bit. Uh, there's like more death vocals than you would get from a Serenity album. Um, I don't know if Melissa Bonnie is like an official part of Workings or is like a special guest because she'll come on and do some of the the death vocals for them. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I'll listen to anything with Georg on vocals. He's fantastic, and uh, I, I enjoy the Working stuff. Maybe not quite as much as Serenity, but um, it's good. It's a little bit more. Uh, straightforward power metal and a little less like symphonic and orchestral that like Serenity brings. Yeah, I, I think that's a very apt description. They played in the ice rink, which is like another big, an area with a really large floor where a lot of people can sit. And then again, kind of in the half round, think of it as like half a hockey rink where people are sitting around. Um, and it's, it's a rather nice venue. I actually don't hate it, although I don't know that the sound in there is perfect just because it's may not be equipped to handle what's actually going through it. But all in all, all in all, I thought it was a nice place to see a show. I caught about 20, 25 minutes of War Kings, and I kind of saw what I needed to. It was fine. It was good. I liked the albums. The costumes that they come on stage with are just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, like, you can't take it seriously. But for what it was, it was really, you know, enjoyable. But the problem is I needed to kind of get myself prepared because – um I wanted to go see Blind Guardian in that theater where I saw the Halo effect just you know moments ago. It is amazing to me how good this band is live, even to this day. And I say this because earlier in the day we had been talking with um, some of the guys from the band, and they were you know excited to play. But in my mind, I'm like these are like the legends of power metal, right? Them and Halloween are always at the top of the list, and they just. They sound better now than when I saw them 15 years ago. And it's not because they sweeten the sound with stuff from the, from the PA system. Hanzi's voice has just gotten better with age. And it's amazing what he's able to do. And the rest of the band is so tight and so professional. It was great. Um, they had a really interesting. I, I saw the, um, I saw the set list for the second performance. Yes. For whatever reason, somebody posted the second set list, but not the first. And, Oh boy, was I jealous! That was that set list was unbelievable. It, that that it was some of my favorite Blind Guardian songs. I would have had a blast. It it was, and you know the funny thing is they changed the set list, so there were a couple of songs that were in common. But I'll just give you a flavor of what they played that first set list. They opened up with Imaginations from the other side, which was I thought really really cool. Um, skipping around a little bit, they did did an awesome version of Nightfall, which I thought was just really, really fantastic, especially in that theater. It just went over exceptionally well. They played Script for My Requiem, which was uh, another crowd favorite. And then the biggest surprise of that set, they played a song called Bright Eyes. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but that song is ridiculous. And like kind of – That was from Imaginations. Right? Yeah, yeah, but a deeper cut. Like you don't expect to hear it you know, you know, know, or whatnot. And well, they then, did make a music video for it, so yeah. they must hold it in some regard, that's, right? That's fair. I, just, I guess I wasn't expecting to hear it. And then, of course, the obligatory Bard song, which they did play twice, um, but it's just so much fun. Like, it's just so good. Um, and they played Lost in the Twilight Hall, Valhalla, and Mirror, Mirror to End the Set List. Just a phenomenal. <laughs> sick. And then that was just the first set, right? So far and away, the best band I saw on day one. 
Um, I think Bard Song and Nightfall were the highlights for me. It was just a great set. And then I went to bed. I couldn't, I, I could have, my, my, my biggest regret was not seeing Vision Divine that first night. They were playing at 4.30 in the morning um, <laughs> in the Royal Theater, which again is a big venue for a band like that. And and by all accounts, not the most well-attended event. I think there were like 100 people there or something like that. But again, it's 4.30 in the morning. I, I just, I couldn't do it because it's I knew a, it was going to It's a big ask. Up. That's a big ask of people. I mean, depending on, you know, where you're at, maybe if somebody came from Europe, it might have been like the middle of the day in their brain uh, with like jet lag and whatnot. But for you, I imagine it was just, you know, I I don't know that I would have stayed up for that either. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. I I... I I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. But um, Keith Nickel, uh, Patreon member, and and we'll talk more about Keith at the end of the episode. I have no doubt whatsoever. But Keith had kind of sent me his like blurbs and notes on this thing, and he agreed with me. Blind Guardian just absolutely kicked ass, and and Valhalla. I mean, the place was going bonkers during that, as you can imagine. Um, he had caught War Kings as well, as well as uh, another you know pair of bands or so. But um, by and large, we we kind of. I called this one a little bit of an early night and, and, and it kind of set me up nicely because I wanted to catch the first set on the pool deck the following day. So the pool deck opens up on day two. And for those that don't know, they're literally playing on top of the ship with a great stage. And it's probably my favorite because of just the ambiance of the whole thing. Um, and, and what better way to kick off day two than with Nano War of Steel? I, I, let me, let me just say this um i i listen i heard that they built an ikea ikea furniture on stage uh, just please confirm this i 
Yes, that that is that is <laughs> this this was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But to say that it wasn't entertaining would be a lie. Um, it's ten o'clock in the morning. You are in the middle of nowhere, somewhere between. I think I, I think I saw Cuba in the background at this point, and like it was just it was wild. And these guys are like, I mean, I, I'll use Keith's phrase because I think he said it best. Quote: "What a band." That's all you can really say. Um, and, and he's right because this thing was bananas. Like, I, I just don't know how else to say it. It was I'll, – I'll phrase it this way. They say you are all familiar with the wall of death where they basically split the crowd in two and then they go into that heavy riff and everyone starts going at it in the middle. Um, Nano War of Steel does not believe in the wall of death. They think it's too violent. So instead they call it the wall of hugs and they separate everyone out and then – it's time and they kick into that riff and then people just start hugging each other on the middle of the floor. And that's when I said to myself, well, I think I'm done for a little bit. I'm going to go see Nocturnal. But nonetheless, it was uh, shocking that everybody got COVID on the boat. I can't imagine why. I can't imagine why. But nonetheless, it was it, I, if I, I caught the set. It was very enjoyable for what it was. Grabbed a quick bite, and then I wanted to go pop in to see Nocturnal, uh, the Brazilian prog metal band featuring um, the vocalist that used to be in Shaman. After Andre Matos, uh, not my thing. Not my thing. I, I, I don't even think I realized they were playing. To be honest with you, yeah, you know, it, it was a band that I'm happy that I got to see. Check it off the list. There's a lot of talent in that band. All the band members are extremely talented and got to show off their wares. But for my taste, I thought that they just don't write the best songs, and I feel like they just need better songwriting for my taste. So it just didn't do it for me. Um, but you know, like hey, I said, quick, quick question, girl. quick question yeah. for you. Um, did the bands that had to drop out get replaced or was that not necessary because there was enough, uh, bands already announced? Yeah, no, they, they replaced everyone. Don't ask me. Don't, I couldn't tell you with who I know, uh, a thrash band by the name of Lich King was a late replacement for somebody. Maybe they were a band or two short. I don't know. But by and large, I think there were 60 bands on the ship, which is amazing because they had a few cancellations, um, which we, you know, I, I was upset. I, I really wanted to see Draconian and and unfortunately that never came to be. But I can't say that I didn't enjoy myself. I mean, you know, as I, as I kind of go through this day too, especially, you're going to be like, this is a who's who. I mean, take Nanowar out of it. Take Nocturnal out of it. Check the rest of this out. Scar Symmetry who I've never seen and was great, and I cannot wait to see them live. Um, Ariane, another Prague Power alum, not the best set in the world. I think that they were better at Prague Power, if I'm being honest, but some of the new material did sound kind of cool, so I'll give them credit for that. Then I get to see Threshold, who for me, I'm just such a massive fan that it almost doesn't matter what they play, but they, they did a great job. They played some old stuff, some new stuff. They were all over the place. But I love it. I just like I can't get enough of their sounds. And it wasn't even their best performance, but it just sounded really good. Then I go from Threshold to Omnium Gatherum on top of the pool deck. A show that I've seen before. I, I, I think a band that I've seen before. Not their best performance, but they got a huge crowd reaction. The crowd was like totally into these guys. And I get it because it's just heavy enough and just melodic enough that it, it gets people like out of their seat and moving or whatever. And again, the ambiance of being on the pool deck was cool. So that was that. I have um, went to dinner and then and then I get into the rest of this night and I'm looking at my list. I'm like, how the hell is this all possible for one day? Um, Angra was next and they were... Oh my God, dude. Like talk about an awesome set list. They played Angels Cry. I lost my mind. And this was kind of a warm up to their 
DVD set where they were going to film a DVD the last night of the cruise. But this served as the perfect appetizer. They played something off every album, but they, at the same time, they didn't play too much from any one album. It was just great. And it's just, they are every bit as good as they were last time we saw them in Atlanta and every other time. They're just the consummate, consummate power metal band at this point. But it wasn't the best set of the night because that, I think, has to go to Lord of the Lost. These guys were just energy, a really heavy set list. They have some stuff that's not so heavy. They do a lot of that 80s synth stuff, but they did not mince words on this one. They played some heavy material, but it went over so well. And I'm going to just say they played twice. I caught both sets. I think the second set was even better, but these guys are going to blow up. These you, you, We talk about Sleep Token, and, and, and I know we have differing opinions on them, but this band, Lord of the Lost, is going to absolutely blow up. They are going to be too big for the cruise. They're going to be playing like, not, if not arenas, I, I don't know about that, but they're going to be playing large venues throughout the country. I, I just can I can feel it. It's the it's the poppiness of some of the songs combined with the dark and heavy elements combined with the typo negative shtick that they've got going on, at least with the vocals. Phenomenal set list. And they also did they play quirky, any like covers from their new their newest album? Say it again. Did they play any covers from their newest they album? They did not. They did not play any covers. They That's just they played stuff off of Judas and all some of the older material, but they did not go with any covers. They went with all original materials. Okay. After Lord of the Lost, I went to Edenbridge, um, who were playing on the real small stage in the lounge area. I stayed for one song. Much like the last time I saw them on the cruise, they're just not my thing, especially live. I'm just it, something misses the mark, and I can appreciate the music. But I'm just not a huge fan. Fair enough. Yeah, that that would be a band that I would definitely make a point to see because I've never seen them. I don't know that they've ever played in the U.S. outside of the cruise, so um, I, I would definitely be interested, uh, or would have been interested to see them. So hopefully, uh, at some point, I will get a chance to. Yeah, I I I, I think that they've cut, this is at least their second time on the boat, if not more. I'd be shocked if they didn't come back at some point again. But unlike bands like Serenia or or, or um, Zandria, for whatever reason, they just haven't jumped on a U.S. tour like some of these other acts. And it's a little surprising, but at the same time, um, I don't know, maybe it's a label thing or maybe they just don't want to have to deal with the fees and the headaches. But they, they've done this, and, and it's worth seeing but it just doesn't grab me like some of the other stuff that I saw. But, you know, kudos to each their own. Uh, then Ralph, who you know from Prague Power, says to me, I'm going to see this band called Batushka in the theater. And I said, all right, I'll take a walk with you. Let's go see what this is. And I knew that they were a black metal band. I knew nothing else. I know that there's – they played the cruise last year, but it was not this Batushka. It was – you're like, what the hell are you talking about? There was this band, Batushka. They came out like 10 years ago. It was a Polish black metal band. They, there course. was a schism in the band. Half the guys play under Batushka. The other half of the band with like the real original guitar player plays under the name Batushka. So you have two bands by the same name. I guess copyright laws are not a thing there. And so you got two bands, same name. But this time the real Batushka was on the boat. And they played in the theater. And I have to say that this was the biggest surprise for me on the entire trip, I had no expectations. 
this was one of the coolest stage shows I've ever seen in my life. Let alone that the fact that there were candles all over the stage and like these weird pictures and stuff like that. Um, but the intro track that they used to come out on stage was some of the most haunting, crazy thing I've ever heard. And you were basically at like this black metal mass. I mean, it was bananas, but it was so dark and so brooding and just so captivating in many ways that I'm like, I have to check this band out. I have to, che- I have to hear more of their stuff. None of the lyrics are in Eng- English. It's all this like Gregorian chanting and stuff like that, but it's somehow it works. Um, I don't know that we're ready to cover their album on the podcast, <laughs> but I'm so. Will curious. I ever be ready? What was that? Will I ever be ready? Uh, probably not. But I'd be lying if I didn't <laughs> say that at some point we may have to cover these guys. It was it was crazy. I mean, it was it was nuts, but it was a really cool show. Then I go to see Epica, who's like the consummate professionals at this point. They played the entire Quantum Enigma album on the pool deck. Great stuff. Um, Nothing, again, that you haven't seen from them, but they just do it so well. They're like a well-oiled machine. Then I caught some of Serenity, which I thought was great, knowing that I was going to get to see them again on the back end. I actually left Serenity to go see um, German thrash metal band Sodom just because I wanted to hear what they sounded like. And... um, I should say Sodom. They didn't sound great up there, but my God, the energy was so cool. And I was just craving something a little bit heavier. And then I ended the night by seeing Dynasty until two in the morning. My only issue was that it was all new stuff. Nothing from Renatus, none of the old stuff. But that the their singer is maybe the most underrated singer in metal right now. That guy's pipes, he doesn't do it in Amaranth, but when he does it with Dynasty, he is just belting out these notes at two in the morning. I'm like, it was great. It was just phenomenal. They were, they are, they are a great band and they probably should tour the U S just because I think they'd go over very well. Yeah. Maybe them and Eclipse want to do a little tour together. I would go, I'd go to that. I, um, well said, I like that a lot. So, that was it. I went to bed at like two in the morning. I had been watching metal for 14 hours, almost nonstop. But when you just kind of look at that lineup again, Nano War of Steel, Scar Symmetry, um, Omnium Gatherum, Threshold, Angra, Epica, Sodom, uh, Dynasty, uh, Serenity. Oh, and Catatonia too. I also caught Catatonia that night, but admittedly they went on a little bit late for my taste and I was a little tired. So that set didn't hit, although the performance itself was great. When when a band like Catatonia, I need to be either wide awake or it's got to be in the middle of the day. So that set was a miss just because I was exhausted. Fair enough. I will say I was looking at the list of bands uh, this morning and um, it was definitely for, for my taste, one of the better lineups that they've had, I will say. For, Some, for me, for the things for that everybody. I like. There's a lot of stuff on here that I think you would have liked. Not a ton of death metal. There was a lot, but there was not a ton. Not a ton of black metal, although, like I said, the black metal band I saw was ridiculous. Um, but there was just a lot of a lot of power metal, a lot of melodic death metal, but accessible bands like Omnium Gatherum that I'm sure you enjoy. And even Keith agreed with me. He, he thought the Sodom set was great. He thought the Epica set was really tight. I mean, he and I actually saw a lot of the same bands that year. Uh, but the poor guy got sick and I just felt really bad for him because his, his trip kind of got cut short by, uh, getting sick. But it, you know, it was, it was nice to see a lot of these bands and a lot of these friends on the boat that I hadn't seen in a while. And, and now, of course, it's the start of day three. We wake up in the Dominican Republic and 
you know, for my money, I'm like, I get to see all this stuff again on the way back. It's just, it's kind of a surreal experience, but I wanted to get off the boat. I wanted to at least step foot in the DR. So I got off the boat myself and two of the other guys I was with, we go into this area off the boat, which is clearly a man-made creation where they have shops and bars and all these other things. I didn't love the setup just because it felt like a tourist trap, if I'm being honest with you. And I kind of wanted to go off into town a little bit, you know, in a little bit away from this area. But as we kind of walked through this, um, again, this creation, when you got to the exit and you were able to leave the area, I saw some like unsavory things and it just, I decided it was probably the best bet to stay put and not delve any deeper into the area. A lot of barbed wire, a lot of people like lingering around. And just from my day job, I kind of know what these things mean. So I decided to not venture out any further. It's either crime or Mick Foley is a match planned. It's one of the other. And I probably would have (laughs) stayed for the latter, but my, my gut was telling me it's probably the former. So I, unfortunately I, I didn't, stay out there as much as I would have liked, but, you know, had a few drinks out in that like man-made creation, this tourist area, and then went back on the boat after a few hours and kind of called it quits. Um, and then it was back to, uh, back to Miami for day three, where again, I, this, now I'm trying to make a point to see all the bands that I did not get to see on the first two days. So I started by watching a little bit of war Kings on the pool deck. Uh, again, not necessarily my, my, my thing. Um, I believe it was the same set list. They had played the night a couple days prior, uh, but tons of energy. And I, I give credit for them. I, I did enjoy, I think the second set more than the first, especially being outside and, and all that stuff. Um, let me, let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. At, at this point in time, who is the band one or two or even three bands that you're like, okay, I didn't see them on the first day. I absolutely have to see them this time. So that's a great question. Um, I had to see Vision Divine. That was a no-brainer for me. That was number one. I really wanted to see Temperance. That was number two. And then number three, ironically, was a probably a band that I missed because I, I just could not fit it into the schedule. And that was Ayaton, the doom metal band. So that was my one of my regrets, not being able to see them. Um, also, I wanted to see Flesh God Apocalypse. Uh, because I've seen them before and I, I wanted to make a point to go see them. So they were probably, if not three, number four. And then there were just a bunch of other bands that I wanted to at least catch part of their set. If I couldn't see the whole thing for reasons I'll get to, I needed to see at least some of it for different reasons. Um, so it was a lot of jumping around these last two days just to kind of catch this all in. Um, but I got to see Temperance. They, uh, they were very good. I thought Kristen Starkey was down in the mix, at least for where my from my vantage point, and I would have liked to have heard her a little more prominent in the vocals because she's obviously one hell of a singer. Um, but nonetheless, I, I, I so I again not the greatest mix, but I was glad that I got to see their set. That was really um, important to me, and I, I have a feeling I, I just I, I'm, this is not inside information. This is just me speculating. They're going to wind up latching onto a U.S. tour at some point, and and they're going to get much bigger than they are. I don't think they're ever going to be Lord of the Lost, but they have a lot of potential. I on one hundred percent agree with that, uh, especially based on their last album, which we both ranked on our uh, best of lists from 
uh, last year. So yeah, that's cool. And I definitely would like to see them as well. I'm hoping that maybe Prague power is in their future, maybe next year, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I definitely think the uh, definitely nowhere to go, but up for them. Couldn't agree more. Um, and then what better way to follow up temperance with some death metal. And that's exactly what I did. I went to go see cataclysm who was playing on the pool stage, uh, playing one of their uh, classic albums. And I, I would not lie and say, I know that I know everything from this band. I don't, but they played all of in the arms of devastation, really high energy set. It was uh, really, really fun to watch. Uh, the riffage is just off the charts. And it was just, again, a little bit of a palate cleanser from two kind of power metal bands or symphonic metal bands, but cataclysm was fun. Um, stayed for a bunch of that more than I actually expected to stay for, but that was one of those bands that I kind of just wanted to check out, right. And just see what it was all about left there a little early to go see vision divine because they were playing on that lounge setup stage, which is kind of small. And I was on the rail for this vision divine was phenomenal. They have a new singer, uh, who I believe is the singer for dirty and another Italian power metal band. Really, really interesting stuff. And I'll, I'll, I'll offline, I'll tell you some of the stuff that um, Olaf Thorson, double alum of the Metal Exchange, had to say when I when I bumped into him before the set. But I'll, I'll leave that for a separate conversation. I'll just say that their performance was fantastic. They played the perfect machine, which made me lose my mind because I wasn't expecting to hear that. Uh, and then they did La Vida Fuge, which is obviously a crowd favorite. They ended the set with that. They are just so good, and the band is so tight. And even though they were playing in the shittiest of venues, it was just a great show. And I, 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 I think you would have absolutely adored their set. I have little doubt. I did get a little video clip from uh, from you of them doing uh, "Send Me an Angel," which was awesome. And uh, yeah, the only thing I was a little disappointed to hear was that Fabio didn't make a, an appearance, but um, maybe Fabio doesn't do the uh, the smaller rooms. You know, he's a kind of a big deal these we'll, days. We'll, we'll talk about that offline, uh, maybe on our next Patreon chat. How's that for a teaser? I know the reason why, and I'll tell you during our next Patreon chat. There you go. Um, went, uh, went to dinner and then caught three more sets. Perhaps the set of the weekend was next. Um, after dinner, my belly is full, may have had some wine, and now I go up to the pool deck to see Blind Guardian's second set. This was this was the set. This second Blind Guardian set was ridiculous. And somehow I didn't think they could top the first set, but they did. And I'm not just talking about the set list. I'm just saying in terms of the performance. They opened up with Into the Storm, which is obviously just one of those classic songs from Night uh, from Nightfall. They did Time Stands, Still at the Iron Hill, The Quest for Tanalorn, um, the, obviously the Bard song again, Majesty, Lord of the Rings, which was a real pleasure to hear another ballad in there, um, Valhalla and Mirror Mirror to end this thing. I mean, it was just – I, I got to be honest. The, Blind Guardian announced a U.S. tour, and they're playing New York City in May. I did not get tickets. I had no intention of going to the show because I knew I would probably catch them twice on the cruise. I'm salivating for more of this band. And I've seen them many times at this point. They are just such a well-oiled machine. I, I love them. And it's a band I never listened to on, a, on the album. Like I never say, oh, I'm going to go put on, on, on uh, you know, Nightfall, right? I, I, I'll do it for the podcast. 
but I don't make a point to go listen to them. But every time I see them live, I'm like, this is the greatest band in the world. They're, they're just, they're phenomenal. So exaggerating a little bit, but they were really good. Yeah. I mean, again, I saw that set list and was just like, this is as close to like a greatest hits of blind guardian for me, for my personal, you know, enjoyment that there could be like, just pretty, pretty much hit every, every song that I, uh, that I love from them. So I'm glad to hear that they're, I think I've only seen them live once. I'm pretty sure. Really? And, and they just blew me away. Like, unless I'm, derelict in my memories which you know me i'm usually not um i i think i just saw them that one year at Prague power and i don't even think you were there that year no that was a, a year that i missed that was the year they did all of imaginations if i'm not mistaken yep. yeah um, that was uh but I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the only time i've seen them and they were unreal like i i definitely can understand why they were uh like one of the highlights of the the trip for you so and the first time I saw them. You were there, but you didn't see it. I know you were um, engaged in conversation, but when they yes, played- I actually I heard it. I listened to the it. whole thing from outside the the doors. But I was yeah. I guess that I guess that counts. I guess but I did the thing hear is, them. That Prog Power <laughs> three set, as good as it was, they're better now. I'm telling you, they're a better band now. I, I believe it. I, I don't know how that's possible, but somehow they're, in my opinion, they're practice better. makes perfect. I, I, it must be. I guess after forty years, they finally hit their hit their stride. But no, they are they are just so good and so much fun, and um, all the accolades well deserved to say the least. But uh, for me, the night was not done. I went to go see Scar Symmetry again. I didn't love the sound. The mix just wasn't as good in the ice rink for that second set. It was good. It was just not as good as the first set. And I'll say that I am so eager to see them in Atlanta. I, I think they're going to be put on a great show. And uh, even Nick, you know, our mutual friend who might be joining us this year, uh, I think he's going to particularly enjoy this set. For a melodic death metal band, there's a lot of melody. And they have the dual vocalists on stage. And uh, Per Nielsen's guitar playing is just as good as it gets. He is a machine up there and just has such mastery over the instrument and writes some such cool riffs. It's going to be a fun set. I would encourage you to kind of check out some of their older stuff, maybe check out some of the set lists that they've done, but you, you got to go see them. I think that's another band that I saw while you weren't there, oddly enough. You saw them um, already? Yeah. Get the last time they played a Prog Power. Um, go figure. Yeah. I watched it with uh, James from Vanishing Point, as a matter of fact. Uh, he, was, he was a big fan. Like He was really rocking out. He was having a really good time, but... Uh, uh, I definitely look forward to seeing them again because I'm definitely more of a fan now than I was the last time I saw them. So uh, nice. I, I'm definitely looking forward to their set. I don't really know that there's any bands that are playing on uh, Thursday night this year that I plan on skipping um, so long as I end up becoming a fan of Dark Tranquility, who I'm not that familiar with. I think you will like them. We, 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 we're not going to do the discography. It's too much, but we'll... Maybe an album or two. Maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea just to kind of wet your whistle. Or we can kind of do what we did with Power Wolf and maybe just do one of their set lists from 2024. I think that's probably a good way to go with them. Yeah, I think so too. It's a little less daunting. Yeah. We did it last year for the Power Wolf show. Maybe we'll do it this year with Dark Tranquility. I think it's just uh, get the exposure. And I have a feeling you'll like them. Um, Similar to the Halo effect in that Michael's vocals are growly but they're accessible in in that sense they're not off-putting in any way in fact he's 
such an engaging front man that it's hard for you, know, you not to enjoy that stuff live. I, I look forward to it. I really do, especially considering that it's uh, sandwiched by North Tail and uh, Twilight Force. So I think that'll be a a fun, just a fun uh, night overall. Not 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 to mention, you know, No Spoon and uh, and Dark Tranquility. And um, am I missing somebody? Oh, right. Well, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. So they're kind of like right oh, dead I think, in the middle is, is there. Oh, Tell me Leprous is playing that night. Yes, Leprous is playing as well. It's um, No Spoon, North Tail, Scar Symmetry, Twilight Force, Leprous, and Dark Tranquility. Sign me up. Uh, not, not, not going to complain about that. Um, so, so like I said, I saw Scar Symmetry. They ended at 1230, and then I had a decision to make. But it, to be honest with you, it was not that hard of a decision. Uh, wanted to go to bed, but went right back to the pool deck to go see the second Batushka set. And I know you're going to say like that there was something so captivating about the performance that I just wanted to see it again outside in the middle of the blackened Caribbean where you can't see anything because there's no lights anywhere around you. Um, And it was great. I didn't stay for the whole thing. I probably stayed for about a half an hour, but I was happy that I got to see them a second time. So by far the biggest surprise of the trip. And again, shout out to Ralph for telling me that you, you let's go check this out because I became like an instant fan from these live shows. Really, really cool. Just a great presentation. I, I, I better see you wearing a Batushka shirt next time I see you. Can't promise you that, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, did inverted- you go see, did you happen to see the uh, all-star jam by any chance? So I did. I did. But I haven't gotten there yet because that happens on day four. So let us. Let oh, me, okay. Let me I leave. thought we were on the last day. No, no, no that, that was that was just the end of night three. So we're oh, getting God. there. All right. Day four All right. was another marathon day. But we'll we'll I'll, I'll I'll say this. Despite staying up for the Batushka set, I wanted to wake up early to go see Lord of the Lost on the pool stage. This was maybe my second favorite set of the weekend. The like I said, they're going to blow up. They sounded great. They're. I mean, there's obviously these guys are uh, beat to their own drum. They are characters in every sense of the word. But like there's something so endearing and engaging that you just can't help but like the stuff. And the music, as much as I like it, and I've listened to a bunch of their stuff, it comes off even better live. It's, they're, they are, they're, they're the next big thing. And I'm, I'm hoping that Glenn or Milton get them for prog power because I feel like that window is – closing fast if they don't get them in the next year like for next year's lineup it's not going to happen because they're going to be too big and they're going to be doing headlining shows in theaters a lot bigger than center stage yeah and i'm sure the exposure they got from doing eurovision is going to fast track things for them even even more so absolutely there's no there's no doubt in my mind so that was it was it was breakfast with lord of the lost then there was a little bit of a break for me um until about 1.15 in the afternoon. So I grabbed a quick bite. I saw Serenity on the pool deck. A solid show. A little bit unremarkable. But it was cool to hear some of those new songs like um, The Fall of Man live. It was just cool to see them again. George George sounds phenomenal. Um, Just a little unremarkable just because I've seen them before. So it was like nothing new. But it was a good set. And then I went to go see the the All-Star Jam or, or at least half of it. And... This is kind of a shit show in many ways because there's a lot of dialogue in between songs while they get other people's guitars up and ready to go. And so there's a little bit of downtime 
and it's a little bit awkward, but there's something endearing about it because you don't get to see bands of this ilk play together all the time. So I stayed for about half of it, but I have to say two of the highlights for me were watching let me I gotta pull this up just because I have to find out like the the running order and stuff like this. Um it, it there was there was I'll, I'll say it this way. Hansi Kirsch comes out and does two covers and the lineup that he was with was just like, oh my God, they're playing together. So let me just pull this up for one second. I, I'm always so fascinated to hear these like these makeshift lineups that they do for this. I, I'm dying to see one of these. It's 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 really cool, and, and I don't just say that, but like it's. Th- th- I'll just read it to you. I think that let me just say this. So all of a sudden, after a couple of covers. Hansi Kirsch comes out and does Don't Talk to Strangers with the following lineup. On drums, Frederick from Blind Guardian. On guitar, Marcus Sipin from Blind Guardian. On guitars, Per Nielsen from Scar Symmetry. And on bass, Felipe Andrioli from Angra. Like, what the fuck? Like, how how is this possible? <laughs> and he knocked it out of the park because obviously the guy can sing anything he wants. And you're not used to hearing him outside of that Blind Guardian style. But the guy can sing Dio. He may not be Ronnie Romero, but the guy can sing Dio. And then he stays out there and he does uh, Prowler by Iron Maiden with Frederick and Marcus again. And this time Felipe still on bass, but Per Nielsen out and uh, the guitar player from Einherger in another great set, another great song, another great Iron Maiden cover. Um, and, and from what I gather, Iron Maiden was obviously a huge influence on Blind Guardian. So it was, it was just cool to see. And then after about five or six songs from this set, I, I, I called it a, I called it a day. I think you earned it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was so, and, and, and now it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I went to see Dynasty on the pool stage. Again, just a nice crowd, not my favorite set list, but a great show. Threshold again, uh, they played Mission Profile during the second set. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, oh, it was great. God, I it love was, that song. It was, it was a great song. And Glenn Morgan is just a bottle of energy up there. And just taking a step back, I know we've talked about this in the past. That band has been blessed to have three of the gr- three great singers. And they all sound totally different. But it always works no matter which one is on that stage. Yeah, I, I can't even disagree. Um, I think, um, yeah, oddly enough... Uh, Damien Wilson is the only one of the three I've never seen sing live, which will be rectified later this year, although it won't be with Threshold. But I had seen Threshold with Mac and with uh, Glenn, uh, just never with Damien. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see Damien uh, sing live for the first time later this year, for sure. That is, I have seen Damien with Threshold. And no matter what this guy plays at Prog Power, it's going to be a treat. The guy can sing a phone book. He's truly one of those guys. So, Awesome. Glad to see Threshold again. And then I popped over to see Disillusion, another band that's playing Prog Power this year. And I was only able to stay half for about half the set because I wanted to see something else. But these guys, there's a lot of promise. They sounded really good despite being in the lounge, the, the small area. Um, that Prog Power did you, set. Did you watch this set with Tyler? Because he told me that they were, he's like, this. The Disillusion was sick and they're going to be, they're going to be like a highlight at Prog Power. So, so. I, I, it was on his recommendation that I didn't miss the second set, and I, I plans to see them anyway. Um, but it was it was really um, it was it was cool. It was I was happy to see it. 
Um, I think they're going to be better on the big stage where they can move around and the sound will be just a touch better. But yeah, they, 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 these guys are like legit and, and the future is bright for these German prog metal guys, a touch of Opeth, a touch of other, you know, classic prog metal bands, but not in the dream theater vein, more of like the darker, uh, heavier stuff that's out there, like a touch of pain of salvation, a touch of Opeth, but Really, really cool, and and, and I'm going to make a point to see their set in, in Atlanta. I just think it'll be fun. That's another album. We should probably do their new album at some point just to kind of wet your whistle, if you will, and get you prepared for what's to come. But good set, but I did leave early. I, I wanted to go see Flesh God Apocalypse, at least half of their set, which I did. Um, great show, huge crowd, a band that I never listened to, but I feel like I need to go back and listen to more because it has all the elements that I love. The, op- the operatic vocals, the symphonic elements, the piano, it's just like hauntingly beautiful. Have you ever listened to these guys or is this is, is Flesh God a new band for you? Maybe uh, a handful of songs, but um, I don't think I've ever actually listened to an entire album. I think I have I have two songs from them um, and they're not even that recent. So uh, yeah, this is a band I'll need to do a little, uh, you know, listening on. So yeah, it would be good a good band to uh, do an episode on for sure. Nice. Uh, and another one that I think I'll do at some point, this was maybe the second biggest surprise for me. And that's my dying bride. I, I knew nothing about this band going into the show, but the, their blend of like death and doom, mostly doom, but with the death metal vocals is a really, really cool sound. And they, I never thought I would see a band like this live or have any interest in it, but they were really, really good. And I, I, I kind of want to, check out more of their stuff just because I was literally hearing them for the first time. It almost reminded me of like rotting Christ who I'd seen the year before who the performance was just so good that you're like, it makes you want to check out the music, even though you were unfamiliar at the time. So a plus from my dying bride. Then I bopped over to see tigers of Pantang, a band that I was not really, I don't know anything by, but I just knew I was familiar with the sound because of that old new wave of British heavy metal thing that they've been doing for well over 40 years at this point. Not my favorite act, just because I don't love that style, but I was curious to see it. And just as a big Maiden fan, I knew that they were an influence to Metallica, so I wanted to kind of see them. Got got that out of my system. Saw a little bit of Mystic Prophecy. Uh, saw Halo Effect a second time. This was their better of the two performances. They, the place was going bonkers. Everybody's jumping up and down on that pool stage. Just a really fantastic high energy set from them um and then i kind of wrap up the night with three more acts i got to see before the dawn which was a melodic death metal band featuring a guitar player and songwriter who i love obviously i've mentioned dawn of solace it was my album of the year last year so it was cool to see him do his thing but in the in this style but the song itself didn't didn't really grab me i wasn't crazy about the vocals and then I wrap it up with Epica and Angra, both of whom did he- headliner-worthy sets, as you can imagine. Epica just played, you know, the greatest hits. And then Angra records a DVD, and but for getting kicked in the head about 37 times by people crowd surfing, a phenomenal set, very similar to the first one that they had played, just recorded this one. And then I called it a night, and I came home, and I've been trying to catch up on sleep for the last two nights. Very good. It sounds like you had the full experience. Um, what What is your thoughts on um, just the the 
the mixes depending on like where like what stage you're seeing is there kind of a difference if you're seeing a band outside versus inside like i'm just curious a bit of like just how this everything sounds in a more macro sense i think that there's a distinction but i think that the the pool deck they get a really good sound even though you're up 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 on the middle of the the ocean essentially um somehow whether it's how they set it up or whatever but you can pretty much stand there anywhere and get a good sound from that stage which is remarkable and i think you can say the same thing about the big theater as well it's certainly designed for big productions like this and so bands tend to sound really tight in there the ice rink a little less so the lounge a little hit or miss but if you get the right sound guy and the right band they're going to sound great anywhere and i think that that's what we had the pleasure of seeing on this trip they they just really all the bands put on great performances i'm not saying that some of them missed the mark for me personally but you can tell it was a good performance and the sound by and large was very good throughout so my big kudos to anyone that was running sound on these sets because the fact that you can have such different venues and have them sound so good is nothing short of remarkable to me. Yeah, I would I would imagine, but I also would imagine at this point it's got to be a pretty well-oiled machine after all these years. Man, how many years has this been going on now? 10, 11, 12? I think this was it's the been... 11th or 12th. And uh, at the end of the Anger set, they announced that there had been patrons from 71 countries on this thing, which is not surprising. It really is almost like the United Nations of metal when you go on this thing. And then they announced their uh, the dates for next year, which is going to be again late January, early February. Although over the weekend, which I thought was interesting, it's a Thursday to a Sunday next year, um, which is kind of cool. Or Thursday to Monday, as the case may be. And then um, they announced the destination, and they're going to uh, Ocho Rios, Jamaica. So it's another country I've not been to and look forward to stepping foot on for at least a couple of hours before heading back. But um, my calendar is set. I will definitely be making every uh, attempt to go next year. I don't see any reason why I won't be there. And uh, I hope that at some point you'll be able to join because I think you will have a phenomenal time. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it always really comes down to finance. And of course, the years that I was most able to go was during COVID when there was none. So um, if there was a 70,000 tons during that time and there was no pandemic, I probably would have gone. Um, but I will see about next year. Um, I'm hoping to be in <laughs> a better place financially by then um but uh we'll see because between that and prog power it's a lot of uh it's a lot of money to dole out um but uh, i really do want to go it just sounds like such a, a blast and i always have serious fomo uh during the week where everybody's there and posting photos and everything and uh I've, thankfully this week my mind has been elsewhere but um these little recaps just make me like so wish that i was uh there for it because uh, I definitely think you could have dragged me to some things that were outside of my comfort zone and I would have you know with the help of a, an adult beverage or two uh, really enjoyed something a little bit outside of the box that I wouldn't have necessarily gone to buy like a show you know I don't think I would have bought Batushka tickets but I'm telling you, you know <laughs> it's 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 the the luxury of knowing that there's music at all times and obviously, if you like, you know, some of the way when I read this thing off, it's like a who's who for me of like some of these bands. But I get just as much enjoyment about checking out a Batushka or a My Dying Bride as I do seeing Angra for the 10th time. Love Angra. Will always love Angra. 
some of the best records I've ever heard. But seeing some of this other stuff is a nice contrast. And when the setting is right, you could do a lot worse. And, and to be honest with you, I don't need to know every lyric from every band to enjoy the set. I had enough of those. I got to see Blind Guardian. I got to see Angra. I got to see, you know, so on and so forth. So these other bands really do make it. But when you think about it, like there were some of these days I'm watching 15 or 16 acts. That's incredible. Like it's just, it doesn't stop. And it's almost, it's almost overload to me, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I just loved it. And, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead, I suppose. That's what my grandfather would say. And he's sleeping now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. So that's my recap of 70K. Uh, obviously we'll do a Prog Power recap uh, in September. And, uh, I want to give a shout out to our Patreon members. Uh, thank you for your support. Um, if if for no other reason to say that you can have influence on this podcast, I think there's no better example than what we are doing next week. By request for Keith, who I mentioned earlier from our Patreon. Um, he, is, he is sick with the flu. Keith, I hope you feel better. I am sick that I have to listen to this album more than one time in the last 15 years, um, if I'm being honest. Next week, by request, we go back to 2003. And as much as it pains me to say it, we are going to do Metallica's Saint Anger by request. I'm, I'm nauseous. I don't know how you feel, but this is, this is actually the first time I can say where I'm struggling to... Um, I'm struggling. I'm actually struggling. And, and I'm going to be at a bit of a loss for words next week. But I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go down, giving it my A plus effort. And uh, it's gonna be the last episode of the Metal Exchange <laughs> yeah. podcast. So thanks to Keith for uh, sinking the ship, so to speak. No, just kidding. But uh, yeah, I've attempted to listen to the first song on this album and made it about twenty to thirty seconds in, and and it's just um, it's one of the most um, au- like audio unappealing sounds. Um, literally nothing to do with the songwriting, but just the mix of it all is so bad. Um, so I am, uh, I'm, I'm going to force myself and, uh, I I just have been dragging my feet as long as humanly possible. And, and I I have a built in excuse that I've been actually a little bit, uh, busy the last week, but, um, I will be ready and I can't promise you I'm going to be happy about it, but, uh, you know, that's why. If you are a member of the Patreon, you make a request, we will cover it. Uh, for better oh. or for worse. And uh, while I always look forward to recording with you, I most certainly look forward to your album selection the following week so I can purge this thing from my ears. Um, this is going to yeah, be... It's gonna, I'm going to have to pick a good palate cleanser. Uh, you, you really will. Although, to be fair, I think anything you choose might serve as a good palate I might cleanser. take Risk by Meta- my Megadeth then. I, you know something? All of a sudden, Prince of Darkness is sounding really good to me. Um, what a time to be alive, my friend. What a time to be alive. But anyway, so next week, St. Anger by request. And then we'll go back to the normal format the following week. Uh, this was fun, my friend. I'm glad I got to kind of document my trip. I, I obviously have more stories and more things that I want to tell, but I will save them for our Patreon-only chats or for our chats offline. But um, all in all, a great week. I had a very, very nice time. And uh, I'm happy to be back because it's uh, is, is much fun as it is for four or five days. It is nice to return to the real world where, um, I don't know, I'm not walking through the halls of my office and hearing, um, you know, obscure thrash bands over the PA system. So it's a, it's a good <laughs> reprieve. 
I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I think that prog power is a slog, like in a good way, uh, but it's just a lot. Um, so I can't even imagine what happens when you multiply that like band list by four and essentially by eight because the bands are playing twice. So, I mean, it's prog power times eight in the same as, amount of time. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely will do this at some point. It's just a matter of when, not if. Well, I look forward to that. I look forward to talking well, not really. I, I will talk about St. Anger next week, and I'll look forward to talking you, to you again the week after. But uh, enjoy the week, my friend. Hope everything goes well on the home front, and I will talk to you soon. Take care, and welcome home. Ahoy. Oh,